Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You remember Michael Anton's law of salutary uh, contradiction? <laughs> well, that's not happening, but it's great that it is. You know, it's weird, the left. It's like, we're not trying to sexualize kids in kindergarten, but you better not tell us not to because it's great when it happens. You know... Right before we began this broadcast, both Guy and Joe, who can't hear each other sometimes, during the show they can, said the exact same thing. I cannot believe the Democrats are going to die on this hill that, yes, we are going to sexualize those darn kindergartners and you're going to shut your mouth and take it. I can't get over it. It is, I mean, it is political and moral malpractice of the highest order. I've got a stack show for you today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. I've got a, a, a really, really deeply troubling predictions coming true again. Another conspiracy theory of ours, conspiracy theory that now has to be scrapped because it's no longer a theory and came true about BlackRock, the whole Great Reset thing. Got that and then a break on this Hunter Biden thing that I, uh, I hope uh, turns into something. All right. Loaded show. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joseph, let's go. All right. Let's go. Ready to go, baby. Yeah, I, I know we're on to something. Again, when you and Guy both, yeah. before the show starts, say the exact same thing, and Guy didn't even have his headphones on yet. So he didn't hear what you were saying oh. as you were telling me, I cannot believe they are seriously yeah. going to die on this hill. It shows you that these people are interested purely in power and manipulation and morality and ethics have totally gone out the window. The fact that the left, is resolutely committed to taking your kindergartners and instructing them on sexualized topics totally and completely inappropriate for their age and even more inappropriate for school is stunning. Stunning. Joe's a little older than me. I'm a little older than Guy. The difference is probably the same on both sides. It's like an old sandwich here, right? Yeah. You got Joe, Dan, Guy, right? So we cover a few generations here, okay? None of us can remember, none of us, even Guy, going to school and having the teacher talk about their sex lives and the person, I, and the person lives, I don't, do you, do you, right? Do you remember any of this? Never, never, never. <laughs> Joe, Guy goes, I didn't even know my, how old my teacher was. <laughs> I didn't even know my teacher in fifth grade in St. Pancras 
was married until I was like 25. Did, did, I mean, is this hard? The job is to teach. Why would we care about your sex lives and your personal lives? Where? I, what am I missing? Where else is this okay? I'm trying to think of who else has contact with kids with. Okay, here, I got an example. I just thought it. You're a little league coach. I spent a lot of time in Little League, RGMV, Ridgewood, Glendale, Middle Village. It was great, up at Cedar Stadium. I loved Little League. It was great. We spent a lot of time around this coach. He was a great guy. I'll call him Joe for the sake. It wasn't his name, but you get the point. Joe was a great guy. Everybody loved him. I can't even imagine going home. We used to practice twice a week, and then we'd have games on Saturday or Sunday. Going home to my mother and going, hey, uh, Coach Joe, ma, yeah, he started telling us about his uh, sex life and and uh, and and his personal life and where he's going with the with his uh, his his boyfriend or girlfriend or something. My mother would be like, "Wait, what are you talking about? He's a baseball coach. You're a teacher. You're not a life coach. You're a teacher." <laughs> I'm really sorry. I don't want to repeat the same thing twice, but I think seriously, all of us, we are, I cannot believe that this is where they're going and they think this is the path to permanent power. Let's sexualize your kids in kindergarten. Now, the weird thing is Michael Anton, who is a genius, he writes it, uh, the American mind, the genius. Nobody, nobody diagnoses the left better than him. No one. He has this article. Please read it. If you haven't read it before, we promoted it before. It's from 2021. But please, it is the Bible of diagnosing all of the left strategies. The article is in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just click subscribe. It's free. We don't spam your inbox. There's no cost to you at all. It's the first article. And it's titled, That's Not Happening and It's Good That It Is. I have never seen a more apropos example than what's happening right now with this Florida law prohibiting the sexualizing of children in kindergarten, okay? The left on one hand is saying, we're not trying to sexually indoctrinate your kids. And then they're flipping out when the law bans what they say isn't happening anyway. So if you're not worried about it, not if it's not happening, then why are you worried about legally preventing it from happening? I don't understand. Well, that's the law of salutary contradiction. Here's how it's, how, how it's described by Michael Anton in the piece. He has other laws in there, too. It's kind of meant sarcastically, but it's funny. The law of salutary contradictions formulation is, that's not happening, and it's good that it is. While the law of merited impossibility applies to the future, this law is about the present. It's what the ruling class immediately switches to after what they insisted would never happen is happening before everyone's eyes. <laughs> so we have this wonderful account on Twitter, Libs of TikTok, which has done a global service in exposing the lunacy on TikTok with liberals happening, as Anton says, guys, right in front of our eyes. We're watching it on TikTok. People posting things about sexualizing your kids. The right and, the, and conservatives and moral and ethical human beings are like, hey, I don't want you sexualizing my kids. You're there to teach. Their laws then passed against this and the left freaks out and says, that's not happening, but it's really great that we're doing it. I, 
We're not sexualizing your kids, but we must be able to sexualize your kids. That's their approach. Am I missing something? I've got a series of videos here. Again, big hat tip to libs of TikTok. It is an account on Twitter. And I, I believe they're on truth too, true social. You have to follow them. This wonderful account, I'm not kidding, goes and goes to TikTok and just pulls off TikTok what liberals freely post, folks, out in the social media ecosystem. They're not hiding it at all. This is what they're doing out on TikTok. Tucker had a segment on it last night showing you a series of, of teachers. Teachers are supposed to be teaching your kids openly bragging about sexualizing your kids. Remember, this isn't happening, but it's wonderful that it is. Check this out. Here's what elementary schools look like now. This has been my first year in preschool with a class of my own. We've been talking about gender and skin color and consent and empathy and our bodies and autonomy. It's been fabulous. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Some people are girls, some are boys, some are both, some are neither. I might tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? So every emotionally marginal young woman with a nose ring now teaches at your kid's school. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. The flag, by the way, if you're listening on audio only that that teacher's talking about is the gay pride flag. Pledge allegiance to that. What? It's out there in the open. You see, you catch the lie, the salutary contradiction. That's not happening. Well, it's actually on TikTok. Well, it's great that it is. You shouldn't ban us sexualizing your kids because it's not happening. Then why are you worried about banning it? Folks, it doesn't stop there. Libs of TikTok pointed out another one. Here's another video, a teacher on, folks, they're bragging about it. TikTok is not an email system. These aren't people sending videos just to their friends. They are openly posting this out for the entire world to see. All Libs of TikTok does is take their own videos and put them on Libs of TikTok. Here's another teacher doing a little dance. You may have to watch this one on Rumble. It's short, but you'll hear a little music in the background and audio. Doing a little dance here, pointing out how one of his favorite lessons is teaching kids about pronouns and special pronouns. Check this out. Can I show you what I'm proudest of? I don't know. I don't even know what to say. No. I, I'm not. I swear to you, I did not even know my fifth grade teacher was married until I was like, I, I mean, Honestly, I'm like 18 or so. I assumed never, ever talked about it. We had a math course. I went to Catholic school. We had a religion course. We had social studies. We had English. I mean, we had gym. We had lunch. What do they call it? They called it language arts back then. I'm trying to think like what else? And, and we went home. There was no course on sexuality in fifth grade. They want to do it in kindergarten. Kindergarten. 
Folks, when you think it can't get any worse, we got a lot of audio video today. Thank you, Armacost and Guy, for putting it together. Yes, and sir. Jim, we appreciate the hard work. It was a lot of audio today. but So Christopher Rufo, who has just been an amazing advocate against CRT and the just destruction of our public school system by focusing on everything that doesn't matter instead of everything that does, teaching. Christopher Rufo got a hold of a Disney kind of all hands on deck video that they had some kind of like zoom call training thing or whatever it is. He got his hands on this. This is real. He posted it yesterday. Disney, it's supposed to be a family friendly company, which now claims it's going to fight against this Florida law, preventing your kindergartner from being sexualized because Disney wants that Disney family friendly company. Here's a Disney executive there. Saying that, uh, you know, when you go to Disney and they say, welcome, boys and girls. And they have, well, no, they're getting rid of all that. There'll be no more boys and girls. This is Disney. This is not a joke. Here, check this out. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello, everyone, or hello, friends. Um, Folks, keep in mind with Disney, Disney owns ESPN. Disney owns a whole portfolio of products. Whoa. Folks, it's time to take a yeah, what was right? It's time to take a stand. Their parks, their movies, ESPN, which has gone totally woke, Disney Plus. You know, I I just being candid with you, I was not always a huge fan of boycotts, ladies and gentlemen. I think they're stupid and economically inefficient. But you know what's even more inefficient? The destruction of the United States and having to live over a Soviet-style socialist system that the left wants for us, where they break down any objective truths, including the fact that boys and girls exist. That's a little bit more destructive, so I'm going to go in with the boycott on that one. I'm going to do my best, and I understand. I get it. Not everyone's going to be able to boycott every single Disney product all the time. I get it. But I promise you, if all of us picked one, no more parks, no more movies, Canceling your Disney Plus. Don't watch ESPN. If we all picked one, folks, it would send a real message. The left wants to support Disney. It's a free market. You do what you want. You want to donate extra money to Disney? You go right ahead. But you can fill your park with a bunch of people who want to sexualize kids and claim to be family friendly. And good luck. We'll see what happens after that. It doesn't just end there, folks. This Disney meeting, there are five, 10 videos from this Disney meeting. They're all equally, if not more disturbing than the last. I only picked two today in the interest of time because they do have a lot to get to. Here's another Disney EP, an executive producer, which being in the television business, being an EP is a big deal. You run a show, you run a portfolio of shows, movies. Here's a Disney EP. Openly. They're not hiding it. They're not hiding it. Here's a Disney EP saying, yeah, but she's basically celebrated at the company because she has a not at all secret gay agenda. This isn't my words. It's hers. Hear it for yourself. On my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA, um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like, my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like 
something must have happened in the last like like they are turning it around they're going hard and then all that like momentum that i felt like that sense of i don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss let's in the background this like i was just wherever i could just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show I'm proud of but like I, I just was like no one would stop me and no one was trying he just said it right uh you know if you would have mentioned five years ago a secret gay agenda at disney you would the left would the fact checkers and the left would lose their hit they would lose it. You're crazy, but conspiracy theory. Remember, that's not happening. The fact checker's secret gay agenda. But as a Disney piece, but it's great that it is. She says she loves it. Got people kissing in the background. It's a kid's movie. These are kid's movies. They're for kids. There's a line in the sand here, folks. You're either on the side of sanity or not. You're either on the side of sanity or not. You're a free-thinking American adult in a free country. I can't tell you what to do with your sex lives and what not to do with it. It's not my business. I know where I stand. I know what my faith believes in. I also know I'm a sinner and I, I'm... You know, I, I keep an open mind about people and their decisions all the time because I make bad ones all the time too. But sexualizing kids is the most disgusting hill I have ever seen these maniacs want to die on. It gets worse, folks. Um, the White House, of course, Joe Biden and his radical left lunatic White House, an extension of the disastrous Obama administration, um, is all in for the sexualizing of kids. And they think not sexualizing kids is going to have a tragic impact. This is just stunning. Geek, cue this one up. Here's Kate Bedingfield from the White House now. Uh, their spokeswoman yesterday. Uh, I don't know what's up with Saki. Maybe she's still in quarantine or whatever it may be. But here is Kate Bedingfield yesterday talking about and lying about this Florida law, saying it's going to have some tragic impact, not sexualizing kids. It is? Really? Yeah, check this out. Both the president and uh, Secretary Cardona spoke out very forcefully uh, against the law. The president also uh, put out a statement uh, yesterday uh, about the uh, tragic impact of this kind of law on incredibly vulnerable uh, uh, population. And he said that, you know, by signing this bill, the governor has chosen to target some of Florida's most vulnerable students and families, all while under the guise of parents' rights. So the Department of Education, as you noted, uh, will continue, will monitor uh, this law. Tragic impact of not sexualizing kindergartners. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, let me get back to this. So Ron DeSantis, of course, the governor of Florida, who signed 
uh, this parental rights legislation in Florida, uh, of, of course, obviously agrees that we should not be sexualizing children in school. They're there, they're there to learn. He was asked this same question last night by Tucker. Like, I don't get it. Disney and these woke companies dying on this hill. It makes no sense. Here was his reply. Check this out. Why is the hill to die on to have transgenderism injected into kindergarten classrooms or woke gender ideology injected into second grade classroom? Why is that the hill to die on? We're all asking the same question, Governor. Well, I've got an answer for that. I set that up that way intentionally. You know, I've been studying the left for a long time. I've lived around them during my time in the White House. Folks, they're not hard to figure out. But I will say, talking about these problems and indicating, you know, the why, why they do what they do, sometimes they're two completely different things. And I think they separate the good hosts from the mediocre hosts. That's why a guy like Mark Levin has, you know, millions upon millions of followers. Levin never does a show about a problem without explaining typically the why, the reasons why they do what they do. And I've tried to emulate his, his style because he's that, 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 that's additive to your life. Anybody can listen to the news. Here's what I mean. Why do they want to sexualize kids so badly? Folks, follow me here, and I don't want to get too deep in it, but uh, enough that we'll understand. They're angry. Um, The left is angry. They've always been angry. Okay, why are they angry? That's not good. We know they're angry. We hear them. We hear the way they scream at us. They scream at the sky, the way they call Trump a Nazi and all that stuff. Why are they angry? They're angry at the banality of their existence. They're angry at the, 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 what they perceive to be the purposelessness of it all. That it's, it's, There's no purpose to it. Remember the Matrix? It's about purpose. You? They don't see a purpose. You have to understand, I'm not talking about all Democrats. I want to be clear. The radical socialist left, these people do not believe in any God at all. They believe that they are the creators of their own reality. That there is no objective reality. That what a man and a woman is, is defined by us. Uh, Joe, you got to stop me if this gets out of line here, but this is super important. You understand this. They don't believe in any objective truth at all. Big R, God-given rights granted by God. That doesn't mean there is no God. There's no right to free speech. There's no right to assemble, right to practice a religion. There's right to petition your government. There's none of that. They don't believe in a God. They don't believe in any objective, unchangeable, immutable, immutable values from God. You understand? They believe we, human beings, created all. This is all there is. It's all they're ever going to be. So they see the suffering around them, and they don't see any value in suffering. See, that's the difference between us and them. When you look at the world's great religions, this is why they hate, by the way, all religions. All religions, unless it works for them politically. Every one of the world's major religions shows that there's a value in suffering, right? Suffering is the ticket and the price you pay for access to the second creation, right? I think of the Malamud quote, Bernard Malamud from The Natural, I talk about all the time. We all live two lives, the one we learn from and the one we live after that. The only path to true happiness is through suffering. Suffering involves making mistakes. Real people Real, authentic, good, genuine, moral people typically have made a lot of bad mistakes in their lives and they've learned through suffering for themselves or suffering for others. The left sees no purpose in that at all. There is no second creation. They see suffering as just plain suffering and they're angry at it all. They hate everything about themselves and everything about you. 
they see the family and the idea of uh, sacrificing for the family and the idea of, of, of sex as being for some higher good procreation as ridiculous. Why sacrifice for the family? You're here for yourself. You get one of these things. Screw the family. Double barrel, middle finger. It's competition to government. Sex. It's fun. Do it. You're attracted to minors. Minor attracted persons. Their new word for pedophilia. Fine. What's the problem? It's fun. This is their, this is their guiding ethos. These leftist nuts. They're angry. They are angry at the suffering in front of you because they see no value in it because they think this is their only shot. There is no second creation. They're angry at their very existence in a world of suffering. I'm sorry if that was a little too, but it, too much, but it's true. I'll prove it to you right here. The evidence is everywhere, but here's a simple one. This broke on libs of TikTok yesterday. So apparently there was a medical student or an alleged medical student. I, uh, we'll see about that. Alleged medical student at a uh, prominent university, Wake Forest, who tweeted this out. Tweeted out, I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on. See my pronoun pin and loudly laugh to the staff. She, her. Well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It. So apparently she's claiming she was taking blood from a patient who was confused about her pronoun pin. She says, I missed his vein, so he had to get stuck twice with a little smirky face emoji. Oh, you did. It's called medical malpractice. So Libs of TikTok picked it up and made sure Wake Forest Medical School saw this. Wake Forest School of Medicine responded back. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. The student's tweet does not reflect how Wake Forest University School of Medicine treats patients and provides patient care. We're taking measures to address this with the student. You realize the kind of anger it takes to do that, to intentionally inflict pain on someone because they made a joke you didn't like about your pronoun pin? You know how many people said things to me in the Secret Service sitting there at checkpoints when uh, you were blocking up traffic and they wanted to get through? Um, you think I got to hurt them? Nah. Anger, folks. They're angry at their very existence. They see suffering around them and they don't understand the purpose of it all. And they're mad because they're not attached to any objective God, faith, nothing. It's all here, all now. Whatever makes you feel good in the moment, that's what you do. Folks, it also explains a lot more, kind of moving on a bit, but tied to this a little bit, this segue here. I want to play for you here some uh, video audio of Dr. Peter McCullough, who's been a truth teller on COVID the entire time, talking about, again, how the risk-reward calculus for the vaccine in young children who are at extremely low risk from death or hospitalization from COVID, extremely low risk, how the vaccine may pose more of a threat to them, even though the side effects, as least according to me know, are, are, are not, are not as, are, are pretty rare. But how a calculus, a risk calculus, clearly indicates at this point that we don't know enough to recommend this to kids, yet they do it anyway. How angry, again, do you have to be to inject your own kids with a substance where you're not absolutely sure the risk calculus works in your favor? How angry do you have to be here, here's Dr. McCullough talking about how maybe we need a little bit of long-term research before we start recommending this for kids. Left doesn't care. They'll do it anyway. Check this out. 
As we sit here today, if the topic of discussion is childhood vaccination, it is clear based on publications of representative data that the risks far outweigh any potential benefits of vaccinating children. And the data are clear. And in the last few weeks now, reports have come in, one from Connecticut with oversight from the pathology from the University of Michigan and from the University of Minnesota on two teenage boys who died on days three and four after the Pfizer vaccine. And the parents were horrified to find the children dead at home. Autopsies were performed and the conclusion was crystal clear. The vaccines caused the death with massive heart inflammation and evidence of superimposed catecholamine injury on the heart. Fatal reports have come in from Choi and from Verma, Choi in Korea, Verma from Washington University in St. Louis. It is clear that a vaccine is being pushed, is being encouraged and mandating that in fact results in death of children. Results in death of children. One death is too many. As I've shared with you, in millions of children receiving the the vaccine, they don't die of COVID-19 respiratory illness. But in fact, they die of the vaccine. How angry do you have to be to ignore that? How angry do you have to be at the world to ignore that because your liberal socialist allies told you to stick something into your kid's arm, your boy or girl, even though it's forbidden at Disney, despite the fact that you realize, oh, the risk may be low, that you could cause some serious complications because a leftist and your political god, small g god, told you to do it. How angry do you have to be? So the libs and the radical left are growing increasingly concerned. Remember, these are angry people. They don't care about Joe Biden's corruption, ladies and gentlemen. These aren't moral or ethical people. They don't give a damn if our government's been sold out to China or Ukraine or Kazakhstan. If Hunter Biden's doing crack, having sex on tape, they don't care about any. These are same people who want to sexualize your kids. You think they care about Hunter Biden's corruption? So why are they concerned about Hunter Biden's laptop if they don't care about Hunter Biden's corruption and his drug problem? Because it's not a Hunter Biden scandal. It's a Joe Biden scandal, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden knew about large swaths of this, where the money was coming from. It's readily apparent based on the allegations being made by people involved in this shady business. Now, the media knows it's a Joe Biden scandal. They are fully aware of that. And they are trying desperately to break the link from Hunter to Joe. Mark my words, Joe, mark it. Wednesday, March 30th, 937. Here's what we're going to thank you. Here's what we're going to see going forward. They will now be forced to acknowledge what they hid from you the entire time. That Hunter Biden's laptop and his corruption over there was real. But the narrative going forward will be like, but it was just a Joe Hunter Biden uh, crack cocaine problem. It had nothing to do with Joe. Nah, Dan, they're not that stupid. Oh, yeah, they are. Here's John Harwood, Captain Stupid, saying exactly that. Check this out. Hunter Biden was uh, trading on his father's name to make a lot of money. Um, He's had a difficult life. But until you make uh, someone makes a nexus between what Hunter Biden has done and official activities of Vice President Biden or President Biden, it's uh, a not pretty picture, but it's not really uh, of uh, much public import in terms of the policy of the United States or the administration of the government. And the fact that a an investigation has been sustained during the Biden administration is an indication that the government is working on this subject. And uh, 
We'll see what the results are. But so far, there is zero evidence that Vice President Biden or President Biden has done anything wrong in connection with what Hunter Biden's done. It's an important distinction. Okay, John Harwood's just a disgrace to humankind. I'll show you that in a second. Even his own co-workers don't like him, apparently. So that that's he's a radical leftist activist. He's not a serious journalist. He never has been. Um, but did you see it? Did you catch the two points? In the beginning, Harwood says, you know, it's clear, you know, Hunter Biden's led a troubled life. There you go. There you go. It's going to all be about Hunter Biden. We shouldn't attack people with drug problems. That's what it's going to be. And then next, what it'll be? It'll, what will it be? Next, it'll be, but there's zero evidence this is connected to Joe Biden at all. Zero evidence. There's actually a hit ton with an S in front of it of evidence, but John Harwood's an activist. He's not an actual journalist, so he's not interested in any of that. So here, here's some evidence right in front of your face for John Harwood himself of Tony Bobolinsky, who was a business partner to Hunter and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, and was introduced to Joe Biden and was told to keep money from a potentially corrupt deal with a Chinese company in an account 10% held for the big guy, Joe Biden. Here it is, right here in front of your face, John Harwood, you dunce. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, approx- and a- at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, That night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. (laughs) Zero, zero evidence. Folks, these are evil, unethical, immoral, angry people. Harwood is one of them. He's angry at his very existence. There is no meaning to his empty soul and empty life. He has no connection to any values other than what makes him feel good in the moment. And what makes Harwood feel good in the moment is kissing the ass of his liberal power brokers that own him and play him like a puppet master. Don't take my word for it. Listen to the people that work with John Harwood. Remember this from 2015, the rap? CNBC staffers divided on whether extremely biased, that's a quote, John Harwood was fit to moderate the GOP debate. Quote, everyone in the newsroom knows he's extremely far left, the insider tells the rap. CNBC insists journalists like Harwood should be applauded. <laughs> of course they did. The man's a radical leftist nut. Now, for those who insist this is all some, again, big conspiracy theory as all my conspiracy theories come true, we need to generate new ones because the old ones are all coming true. You know, we've been told, ah, the deep state isn't real. So the FBI's head of cybercrime is up on Capitol Hill yesterday, and you would think the Hunter Biden laptop, given its connection to the big guy, the president of the United States, would be the biggest political scandal in American history. The president of the United States? maybe in hock to a Chinese company where equity was proposed to be held for him. What else is out there on other laptops that may be a wink and a nod that may be out there? What else is out there? 
No, the FBI has no idea where the laptop even is. This is the head of their cybercrime division in front of Matt Gates yesterday in a Capitol Hill hearing. He claims to not even know where the laptop is. It's only the biggest piece of evidence and the biggest scandal in modern American history. But don't worry, Joe, they replaced it. They left it in a pot belly. It's on the corner or something. Here, (laughs) Here, check this out. So where is it? The laptop. Sir, I'm not here to talk about the laptop. I'm here to talk about the FBI cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. This guy's the assistant director of cyber. He doesn't know where the most important piece of information, evidentiary piece of information, and probably the biggest political scandal, national security story of our time. He has no idea where it is. (laughs) It's like a clown show. So interestingly enough, Matt Gates knows where it is because he has a full copy of the Hunter Biden laptop. So again, you would think the Democrats who would be concerned about things like corruption and taking care of the little guy, uh, you know, remember Nancy Pelosi's drain the swamp thing she had that years ago. You would think they'd be interested in what was on that Hunter Biden laptop at a minimum to see if there's any blackmail material, right? Or to be able to see what's coming next. No, they're not interested. They don't want anything because they're angry. They hate themselves. And a guy who hates himself and hates himself even more than John Harwood is Jerry Nadler, who really, really hates himself. I mean, it's evident. Uh, just check this guy out. Jerry Nadler, radical Democrat who runs Matt Gates's committee. He's the chairman. Gates had a copy of the laptop on a thumb drive. So Gates said, listen, I'd like to enter this into the record. You would think the Democrats would be like, yeah, we're kind of curious about what's on there. Nope. I want you to watch this. I want you to what? Please go to Rumble and watch this. I want you to watch Nadler. If you hear him, you're going to miss a little bit of it. There's a staffer over his right shoulder desperately trying to rescue him as Nadler doesn't know what to do as Gates seeks unanimous consent to admit the laptop into record. Nadler's trying to find some rules-based way to keep this thing out of the congressional record. Watch this. Pay very close attention over his right shoulder. Take a look. Tell you what, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which I'm in possession of. I'm not. Hmm? There's no objection to that. So I, say, I can't say no objection. I've, ne- I've never had. I will object. Pending further uh, investigation. What's the basis of that objection? It's a unanimous consent request, and I object pending. Well, I have a subsequent question. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the receipt. It may very well be. From the entered, Mac shop. It may very well be entered into the record after we look at it further. There you go, folks. Jerry Nadler, clearly by the looks of him, angry that he's alive. Angry at the state of his suffering on this planet he hates so much. Angry that he perceives this to be the end, all of it, and his empty little life, this is all it resulted in. He doesn't want the Hunter Biden laptop because he doesn't want you to see the truth that this is a Joe Biden scandal. By the way, as I've said repeatedly, and I'll say again, the reason the Democrats want this to go away is not just that it's a Joe Biden, not a Hunter Biden scandal. Everybody knew Hunter Biden was, uh, had a drug problem. Everyone. The Ukrainian piggy bank, folks. There were swamp rats on both sides who were getting really rich. 
off the Ukrainian piggy bank, including people in the FBI themselves, as I cover in my book, Follow the Money. I don't care if you buy it, photocopy the page, whatever. Insane in Ukraine, that chapter in that book covers extensively the Ukrainian piggy bank and how the swamp was getting rich playing the pro-Russia versus pro-European side of Ukraine against each other as swamp rats in this country with political connections got ridiculously rich, including Hunter and Joe Biden. That's why Jerry Nadler doesn't want this thing in the record. Okay, we've got a very important story coming up next. I've warned you about BlackRock. If you don't know what BlackRock is, folks, you better. It's one of the most influential investment management companies in the entire known universe. They have an absurd amount of money. They use their money to vote their shares. They use their money to basically woke up companies, to make them woke and to decimate, decimate what we knew to be traditional American values. They talk about it openly and they see a lot of money in it. Larry Fink, BlackRock, Expose, coming up uh, next. Don't miss this. Folks, our last sponsor today, Genucell. How old does your mirror say you are? Ladies and gentlemen, you can delay this question for five, 10, or even 15 years with the new Ultra Retinol Cream from Genucell. Here's Marina from Fort Lauderdale. Great product. My skin loves it. I spent more money on creams over the years enough to pay off my house. She says, just kidding, but it feels like that. The product has changed my life like no other. Marina's flying high with Genucell's new Ultra Retinol Serum with Hyaluronic Acid. This technological wonder hydrates your skin at a cellular level and builds on the deep moisture with this incredible anti-wrinkle effects of the phytoretinol. Go to GenuCell.com now for up to 50% off their brand new ultra retinol cream. And it's not just Marina. Paula loves the results from her GenuCell products too. You'll be amazed with the results or your money back. You'll also get GenuCell's immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less free with your order. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan. That's Genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Dan. Free express shipping, free returns, Genucel.com slash Dan, Genucel.com slash Dan. Check them out. Okay, uh, Larry Fink runs BlackRock. He's the CEO. Just to be clear, it's an investment firm. People give them their money to go and invest them. And BlackRock uses that money to go out and try to force companies to do things in line with the far left angry agenda. Oh my gosh, Dan, you can't say that. I'm not. Larry Fink said it himself. Here is the CEO of BlackRock trying to get companies to woke up and get them super woke. And how, that, by the way, there's big money in this, in pumping ESG, environmental, social governance stuff. That's left-wing Green New Deal stuff. And there's big money in promoting government surveillance too, digital currencies and all that other stuff, as long as you're a part of it. So here's Larry Fink saying, oh, yeah, they use this as a company to basically force companies to do things. Check this out. Well, behaviors are going to have to change. And this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Again, folks, not my words. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink telling you himself that that's what they do. They take your hundreds of billions and, and trillions of dollars over time and assets and options and accumulated value. And they use it to force companies to become more woke because there's money in woke. I'll get to that in a second. Here's Larry Fink again, one of the most dangerous men in America, in my opinion, BlackRock CEO. Here's Larry Fink talking about how markets, you know, they should be more like totalitarian governments, you know, like China. This is a Bloomberg interview he did. Check this out. Uh, uncertainty. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like actually 
totalitarian governments where you have a uh, understanding of what's out there. And obviously, we're, uh, the whole dimension is changing now with, uh, as you said, a democratization of, uh, of countries. And, and democracies are very messy, as we know in the United States. Uh, you have opinions changing back and forth. So democracies are messy. Markets prefer totalitarian governments. They do? It's funny because markets succeed in the United States where we don't have that yet. But Larry Fink apparently wants to bring more of that here. Why? What predictability is Larry Fink, Blackstone, talking about? Larry Fink is talking about the predictability of taxpayer revenue given to Larry Fink to implement things like environmental, social, and governance rules, how there'll be money in all this forum and green technology later on. And Larry Fink wants to use this crisis to push digital currencies so they can surveil where all the money goes. No, he doesn't want to do that, Dan. Again, don't take my word for it. You could read the article yourself in the show notes today. Reclaim the net. BlackRock CEO says Ukraine invasion could be used to accelerate the use of, use of central bank digital currencies. It's part of the growing push for state-controlled digital currencies. This is the same. Well, yeah, don't let a crisis go to waste, right? Every single freaking time. Larry Fink, markets like predictability. You know, like totalitarian governments? Well, what would be one of the best ways to implement a totalitarian full control government here? Well, telling you where you can spend your money because they'd control it. It would be on your phone. It'd be digital. Can't spend your money at a gun dealer. Definitely not a liquor store. You're spending your money at midnight on a Saturday? Sounds bad to me. You better go home. We're deactivating the money after midnight. Can't be out of bars. My gosh, that'll never happen. See China, folks. See China's social scoring system, if you doubt that. You know, the China Larry Fink uh, professes to love. Think he said that by accident? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. All right, I got a few more to get to. Um, Quick stories. Uh, New York Times, again, showing you the angry left doesn't give a damn about you at all. They're simply angry, whatever they can do to increase their power and make their time on earth, their short time on earth, worth it for them and make them feel good is great. They don't want to secure the border because they think the new population of illegal immigrants will be able to vote for them later. It's all they care about. They don't care about these people. They don't care about the humanity of what's happening. They don't care about the sex trafficking. They don't care about any of that. Here's proof right here. New York Times reporting on itself. Homeland Security is making plans to handle a record surge of migrants. They are. That's Biden's Homeland Security. Why would they be doing that? They don't care about immigration. Oh, the New York Times just tells you in the piece. Quote, the stakes are high from both a humanitarian standpoint and a political one. They don't give a damn about the humanitarian standpoint. Peace goes on. Democrats don't want the Southwest border to appear out of control in the months ahead of the midterm elections, which would fuel more Republican attacks on the Biden administration's border policies. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, right there, right in front of you. Dude, they don't give a flying. You get my I can't mouth it out worse enough about anything other than themselves. They care about power. These are angry people. The fact that people are dying, fentanyl's crossing the border, kids are being sex trafficked, laws are being broken at the border, towns are being overrun, means nothing to them. All they care about is there's an election where this could hurt them. And if they win in 2022 when you vote Democrat, you are voting for your own destruction and more of this. You'll get nothing in like it. What is that? Oh, you'll get nothing in like it. Smells paradox. Perfect timing. Did you do that on purpose? That was good. I like that. All right, last story I wanted to get to because this is an area let's un, that's unpartisan, depoliticize the show for a minute. Once in a while, I do these stories. This is an area that has nothing to do with politics, but it's of deep concern to me, folks. You know, you don't have to be uh, 
a kooky, nutty liberal and I care about the environment, care about animals and care about human beings. Those are really conservative things. I mean, conservatism, the essence of it is conserving everything that's good with the world. So, you know, we should take care of the planet. We should take care of animals when we can. I mean, I eat animals. Like God gave us uh, power over animals. But, you know, there's no... Abusing animals is pretty disgusting. And it's... I, I watch one of those videos. I want to, like, wring people's necks if I see it. But one of the things that really worries me is the this the the plastic problem we're having. Now, it's an industry that's very important. They've provided a lot of good to humanity, but folks, we got to find a better way. A lot of these microplastics and nanoplastics are starting to show up in human beings. And it's a real problem. It's not a political problem. Well, politics may be able to solve it in the future, but forget partisan divide here. This is something we should all care about. There's an interesting article I saw today in, uh, what is it, Gut News. And it talks about how microplastics and nanoplastics are starting to show up inside it says you're eating a credit card's worth of plastic every week and it's altering your gut makeup you know my health really concerns me given everything i've been through and it's uh it's hopefully one of those areas in the future that we can put aside significant partisan differences especially with these angry leftists and find some way um to find a better way to get this done because these are these are everywhere i mean they're getting dumped in the ocean by irresponsible people and countries you know china doesn't even care so important issue. I just thought I'd bring it up. Read the article. It's, you don't want this stuff in your system. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Please set your DVR for my Fox show, Unfiltered, Saturday night. Um, I've got, um, looks like uh, one of the Gracie family members going to come on to a demonstration, a little self-defense demonstration on uh, Saturday night. Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss the show. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. We appreciate it. Also, subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com. Slash Bongino, it's all free. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.